You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Matter. Are you ready? You want a minute to catch your cheek? You want your moment? Like that, those scenes in Larry Sanders right before? Yeah, exactly. Are you, are you having a moment? It was already every time. Best character ever on television. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, definitely up there. And very accurate of my little experience in television. Uh, producers and stage managers of television. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking best. Yeah? Oh, it's just too good. All right, my people. Are we ready to get it loose? Ready. Let's time it on. See, John, you like to just start at a certain... Tramp just starts at whatever, captures whatever we're talking about, and like that becomes that. a narrative. Oh, no. It is interesting. I'm already running. Oh, this is, so we have no idea. Just fuck it. So it's, it's all a Neil Young record. We just record everything, let the mistakes stay. I like it. I like doing that. You're yeah. goddamn right, buddy. It's like in PTI when they cut to them in the commercials for like three seconds, and you see the real them talking conversations. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Unfiltered, you know what that's called? organic. Uh, yeah. What's that called? Cluster Buster. Cluster. Those are cluster, cluster busters. Does it. That's some TV shit, baby. Yeah. We know the lingo. What up, my people? This is America's number one podcast, as voted on by Canadians, a couple Australians who might be from Vancouver. We still don't have confirmation. Vancouver, Australia. Vancouver, <laughs> Australia. They have moved that. Well, could be. Isn't there a Victoria next to Vancouver? There's also a Victoria in Australia. Mm, Game on, bro. A, a portal. It's a portal of whatever. It's a, it's a puddle. Puddle of mud. Everyone's favorite band. Um, Everyone's. This is Lust for Life. This is the show. Left of the dial, baby. Human condition. This is what we're about. I'm staring right at my homeboy. Oh, yeah. First of all, I'm the dog of 28th Street. I'm the zippadoo zappadoo. Is that catching on? I don't know. I'm, I'm the only one. <laughs> uh, amongst myself, that. Yeah. Some Last night, I was joking somewhere about something. I made like a Quaaludes joke and something like that. And people were like, man, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm the, I am the dog of 28th Street. So, you know, because there's a lot of ludes in that. All right, I don't think to explain myself. We did a whole episode on that goddamn movie. That's true. Um, I'm looking straight at my brother. He is the right hand of the show. He is the Tom Hagen of the show. He's the mm. consigliere. I just asked him comedy advice before this we're not going to discuss what it was it's not important but it's a i'm here for you i turned down the 130 spot on nbc because of benji i mean i was just, i'm just fucking around and there is no 130 spot. <laughs> yeah there is carson poor carson daly no one gives him respect because he does host a late night show but it's not live it's just like someone with like a camera phone filming him with a dude in a car who might have been like a member of the neptunes right what kind of show is that i've never seen it but i have heard good things all right, then fuck it. He's Maybe back in that time slot, you really have a lot of control and just do whatever you it's want. One of the smartest decisions he ever made. It's fail-proof, that right, show. Exactly. He is competing against Montel Williams, or, or what's his name? <laughs> Montel Byron, Jordan? Byron Allen. Byron Allen. Yeah, exactly. And infomercials. Yeah. This is the longest intro ever to bet. Benji Suswine. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> having hey, me. Thanks for always being here, a.k.a. Ace Sweet 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 Wine. That's it. <laughs> I don't think I delivered it. As well as I should. It's okay. Sweet wine. I'll, I like that. I'll still stick around. Ace, sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet wine. Actually, I actually have some news. I'm taking that 130 spot that you. <laughs> it was a mastermind. He's oh, the man pulling the switcheroo. strings. Late night just got a new just face. Got, babe. Exactly. Amen, baby. The whole landscape is changing. It is changing, my the friend. The truth is, now with everyone DVRing, I don't think the time slot matters as much. Mm-mm. You know, because you're not going to watch it live anyway. As long as you put out good clips. Exactly. The clips yep. is Does, what's important. Do TV ratings incorporate DVR, like mm. people watching it later? Yes. They do? I but think it, so. There's some like strange numerical equation for it, though. Like, like, It's not one full viewer. It's almost like they do some like, 0.35 uh, or some three-fifths. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because the show I do warm-up for, um, nothing or nothing, the ratings have not sparked the world on fire. So I'm always scared that there could be, you know, a, a call the night before. Hey, uh, we're not... Uh, we're not producing this week. So I'm going to start DVRing it. Yeah. And I want, like, anyone, please go home and DVR. Crowd goes wild because I want to keep a job. <laughs> what, okay? Uh, Fox yeah. Sports 1. Keep okay. it going. With us, he hasn't been on in so long. Too long. To the point where I barely recognized him. He is dressed like a Catholic schoolboy, which is ironic because he's a Jewish fella. Yeah. Give it up for R.G. Daniels, oh, my dear you. my dear friend. Thank you for having me back. It's been a very long time. Too Dude, long. You, one of our original third mics. That is the hair, Benji, that I, the few times I went to church, I looked That's exactly like. like that. 
and like a but Jew. a younger form. I guess so. <laughs> but see, how do people not know I was part of the tribe? And then that is how I looked, dressed to a T yeah. when I go to Catholic we church. Get pictures of that. And they're wondering why doesn't he like like crosses? I'll tell you fucking why. <laughs> I'll tell you why, baby. <laughs> it's all in the in the in the the, the pomade that I use. Uh, you use pomade like yeah. George Clooney. Yeah. In Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. I'm Damn a dapper it. Dan man. That's what I do. That's what you do. You that one move. If there I've was, gr- I've grown up since you've last seen me. Yeah, no more shine box. Been that long? <laughs> it's been a long time. Wow. I bump into you every once in a while. Yeah. At a bar, not drinking, right? You don't drink anymore. Yeah, I'm almost at a year of sobriety. Oh, good for you, buddy. I'm so proud of you. That's yeah. so good. I'm at, I'm at about. Carry the one. 15 hours of sobriety. All right. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. I'm we'll, trying, to, I'm trying to figure out. It's like four. Yeah. It's been at least 30 minutes. I, I almost think. had a beer before I left. We have <laughs> leftover beers from the Super Bowl, which is insane. So um, we have a guest coming in. I had leftover barbecue chicken from the Super Bowl. That's Ooh. similar. Yeah, that's the same thing as a Sierra <laughs> Nevada. I almost called it a Sierra, Sierra Mist. Mist. Yeah, that's Do they still make those? Is that still around? Yeah, but who drinks that shit? Yeah. I, I actually liked it. I've never soda? seen somebody drinking a can. I've never seen it. No, we don't see it. You know how they yeah. make the big stink about New York City, about the whole Bloomberg banning large sodas? Being in the arts and in showbiz, I don't see people drinking soda. Mm. It's not, In my head, no one really drinks it anymore because we're all trying to be Everyone's trying to be healthy. healthy. It's still used a lot for like mixed drinks. Yes. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Jack that's, and Cokes and whatever. That's what people don't give a shit. Right. And yet, what you're drinking, yeah. It you seems might as like, well. It seems like soda has stepped up its game because I'm seeing tall boys of like Coca-Cola and Sunkiss. Like they sell them in 7-Elevens now. You know what I'm talking that's about? That's an F you to the former mayor of Bloomberg. That's mm. probably what it is. That's the Blasso saying, new sheriff in town, go crazy. <laughs> is it is it no longer on the books, the soda ban? I don't think it's around. Did it, I, it didn't I don't think it ever happened. Yeah. Oh, I think it was a fake out? It was, it got, fake out. I love how people got so upset. That's what made, it's a, this has got to be embarrassing if this is what makes you political, is banning sodas. And there's people like, I don't even drink soda, but I don't think it's wrong. How about people dying in defer and just like, there's <laughs> right. kids dying in the streets. You don't care about that shit. But oh, you man, I can't crazy? get a 32 ounce mug root beer. Fuck you. I mean, it's ridiculous. As long as we're shitting on the city. I got a jaywalking ticket last night. What? Jaywalking. Where were you at? That's still a crime. 94th and West and Broadway. Oh, wow. Welcome to my pain. They said three people were just killed. Jaywalking, so they're the way to solve that is to just ticket people who are great solution. But this morning, while I was jaywalking, I did almost get hit by a car. So karma's a bitch, <laughs> and now I no longer jaywalk. Definitely don't jaywalk. So you have to go pay the ticket or what? Do you have to go Here's see the a- thing: I can't even just mail it in. I have to go to court. I did that. Remember that? Yeah, for your walking in the park or something. I had curfew, Halloween, Central Park. I go there. This is great. Friend of the show. Caitlin Bailey goes with me. God bless her. She's helped people get out of tickets. Sweetest girl in the world. It, it was a snowy, disgusting, horrible day. We get up there. She takes off her boots, puts on shoes. She's like, I don't know. I might have to ask someone a question. I should probably look real pretty for that. That was like my lawyer. What wow. lawyers do? She, th- she was going to, you know, use yeah. fucking sex appeal to help yeah, if needed. That's a fucking out. friend. That's a friend. I'm firing my lawyer in, in Vegas. James, you're out, Bubba's. <laughs> Hiring some strippers yeah. every time you go to court. That's <laughs> great, man. Well, I'll hire him for other things, too. <laughs> well, and as long so, as I'm paying you. But we get up there, and there's like a public defender who you could tell is one step removed from Dustin Hoffman's character in Sleepers. Let's be quite honest right there. He just doesn't give a shit. And he's up there, and... I basically got something called like AABB, some shit. It was some acronym. I don't know what it is. I'm on probation. Right he's now? Like, yeah, I'm on probation. He's, I'm, I'm like, is this probation? He's like, kind of. You can't get a smoking ticket. You can't do this. You can't do that. Stay out of trouble till June. I'll see you later, pal. That's crazy. That was it. What did you get busted for? Being in Central Park after hours? I was at Central Park with other, there's other people walking. Yeah, it's a park. People walk there. I'm talking to my uncle on the phone because I love him. Uh-huh. And we're walking through the goddamn park. And some cop comes up to me and goes, hey, can I see your ID? That's all he says. That's what he says to me also. Hey, you have ID on you? And I'm like, it's a weird search. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Comes back with the ticket. You were jaywalking. Comes back with the ticket. What? Well, see, this guy didn't do did that Did he have shit. a partner with him? I feel, yeah. like, that's, I feel like cops dare Another each part. other. Like, no, I, dare part- you to, I dare you to bust this guy for jaywalking. I tell you what. I, I think they thought I was drunk because I was. 
But oh. I wasn't acting. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shoe fit, didn't it? God damn no, it. No, so the other guy like, comes cause. out to stand, to stand by me, and I was like pacing, like, oh, God damn it. He's like, stand still. Don't don't make any movements. And I was like, I'm not doing I'm standing around. I'm yeah. not doing anything. You yeah, gave I'm me a, a ticket for crossing the I'm street. I'm a jaywalker, not a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So I told them they're coming to the show tomorrow night. That's the bottom line. <laughs> we should do a show. We should do a lot of benefits for the cops. For the cops. Keep them off our ass. That's what we should do. Um, Killed me. This guy grabs my ID and says, uh, he just goes, can I see your ID? I just figured he wanted to make sure I'm not the rapist they're looking for. That's good. I'm a good Samaritan. <laughs> right, exactly. And next thing you know, he leaves, hands it to these two broads in the van, and they're just overweight cop broads in the van. Let's be honest. If they weren't, they weren't. I'd be honest. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? And I'm sitting there for like five minutes, and next thing you know, okay, make sure you take care of this on this day. I'm like, you give me a ticket. The park is closed. People walking around dressed as cr- slutty crayons and shit. And I, the park is closed. Oh, go fuck yourselves with your bear claws. Here's what the ticket also said. The, you could mail in a guilty plea mm-hmm. only for public urination or drinking alcohol in public. Those things you don't have to show. I guess they don't want you in court if you're doing that. But jaywalking, you can't just mail in. It's like 20 bucks. So you had to go to court for that? I have in April. Yes. Oh, okay. It just happened last That's your night. whole day shot because you it's have not, to... Well, it's 9.30 in the morning. I'm, I, there's got to be a way. What happens if I don't go? I would, That's what I was just going to say. You get a warrant. Plead, I would say... Really? Ple- they come after me? No, I'd say plead not guilty and mail that in. And then I have to go fight that. Well, here's the thing. They do won't even do that. Show up, Either way, I got to show up. You're going to show up. And the judge knows it's bullshit. They're going to give you the same thing they gave me. Well, I can't, yeah. You just had to stay out of trouble for six months. This is the only city in America that floods its own system. <laughs> it makes no, this is the type, we should be going to court for tickets like this in other towns to flood the system. New York forces you to flood the system. It makes no Wait, fucking sense. What do you mean sense. flood the system? All right, so if you get a ticket in most towns, yeah. they expect you to pay it, not go to court. Right. Now, if you go to court the cop has to show the fuck up I, well, I'm, that's why I'm going to plead not guilty that's what yes. I'm saying yeah just to piss him off you're not going to have to because you're never going to have to spend a, a penny they're going to say keep your nose clean for six months which if you've I been doing your in. whole life no if you show up you're going to show up you can get the same shit as me we're going to have a couple months it, yeah it's shitty have, have Caitlin go with you she's great company <laughs> and, and so do that shit um, but th- like in LA uh, you know, I, I, I listen to Adam Carolla's podcast. They have the great Mark Gregorius, who worked with OJ's legendary uh, attorney. Yeah. And he says, flood the system. You get a ticket, flood it. Go to court. Don't pay it. Make them show up. Make them stop giving shitty tickets. Make them So make you guys them are telling them. me to plead not guilty. I'm saying you're not even going to have a chance. That when you walk up, Dustin Hoffman will be there. <laughs> and he's going to look at the judge and go, A-D-D-D-B-B-B, whatever the shit was. And the judge is gonna go, yeah. The, Even, the, the plaintiff's got, or whatever the dude's name is, the Rusty, whoever, the, whatever Rusty was from People's Court, that uh, that equivalent of there, the bailiff, bailiff, the hoof, the hoof, um, the hoof. He's going to be like, he's gonna say, Benji Susswine, aka a sweet, sweet, sweet wine, <laughs> um, jaywalking, ninety fourth and Broadway, and then plead. Not, oh, no, okay. this before, this oh, as okay, you're walking okay, up. My bad. Then Dustin Hoffman's gonna look at Wapner. And be like A A B B D D B B boo 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 all that shit, and then he'll go yes, or he'll say something else. But I guarantee that's your option. And then the kids, the guy, if you want, you can pull Dustin Hoffman out of the room, and he'll explain what it is. That's what he did with me, because Caitlin's hardline. She's like, no, go see a real judge, because they're gonna con you in that shit too. They're gonna make you sign shit. They're gonna tell you it's a real judge. You're gonna go up there, and he's not really Wapner. He's like a Wapner. He's like a Wapner Jr. Like I don't need a real judge. But this guy's going to just cool give you... fake judge. I mean, it's not even a slap on the hand. I mean, it, it, it really was nothing. It was like like spitting at the air, not even at you. He, it's, like, it's harmless. Like, okay, don't do it again. That's it. That's it's what you're going to face. Time. That's really it, it's a waste of your fucking... Yeah, like, that's why I would plead not guilty, to waste their to time waste back. Time. But <clears> and you never know. They might send something back like, all right, dismissed. Oh, right. You never know. I'm I mean... Fine. Yeah, I'll plead not guilty. Yeah. Do I have to show up and try to defend myself? I kind of want to... <laughs> Try to defend my not guilty. You might, yeah, you might have to. What is, what's my angle there? Just say uh, you were in the crosswalk. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was in the but crosswalk. guy's word. No, that's what it is. Yeah, so is, I was in the crosswalk. I don't know why that guy even gave me a ticket, but I didn't want to uh, not cooperate. Is there proof that I jaywalked? But that this, cop needs to be there. There needs to be a witness. But it's not going to get to that shit. 
But you can bring Caitlin. What am I? If I'm not doing now, I'm like everyone else. I'm a poor man's lawyer. I'll come help you out. I was gonna say I'm really enjoying your legal counsel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm gonna take care of it now. If you want me to come with you, I'm like that guy who goes to therapy the first for like a week or two and then starts helping all his people out, thinking right, he's you know you poor man's answers. Freud. Oh, you have an existential blah 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 blah. You don't know shit. You fucking you just lay on the couch and say your mom touched it. That's what you do, and now you try to fix everyone else. That's a bullshit. But I think if the cop says I did it and I say I didn't, they just believe the cop. Yeah, and so you're whatever. Like you, you know, you were guilty anyway, but you took a shot in trying to reverse that. Yes. So go in, no- go in knowing that you're gonna pay the ticket, and uh, try not to. Okay. Nothing to lose, man. That's that's the how you gotta approach this. The cop's not gonna this. show up. You don't think he's gonna show up? The cops fucking no. It's in the middle of six, eight, uh, eighteen-hour shifts or some shit like that. They got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Yeah, man. They got like crack dealers in the same room as you. <laughs> I oh wow. Same room. Same. Should room. Feel honored. You're in the crack dealer room. Yeah. Crack dealer room. Yeah. You're, you're in there with Nino Brown. 17B. <laughs> front of the door. It's like crack dealers and jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Crack dealers and jaywalkers this way. Why is that even? Drunk terrible? drivers that way. <laughs> Separate everybody up. Uh, okay. I'll go fight it. Should I wear like a suit and have like a briefcase and everything? No, you don't have right. to go out of control. <laughs> have like a '90s cell phone, like right, a really exactly. large one. This is what Caitlin told me. Just dress like a nice young man, mm-hmm. like you're dating yeah. the judge's daughter, okay? So I wore jeans. She's like, make sure there's no rips. Okay, no rips. Don't worry about it. Wear a button up. She's like, you always dress nice. Don't yeah. wear your suicidal tendencies. Well, take your suicidal tendencies hat off. I was wearing the beanie. <laughs> nice. She's like, we, you're not going in with that. Okay. Wow, she really kicked your ass there. She was great. And then we went to Denny's. Yeah. Or not Denny's, IHOP, and ate health. Man, it defeats the purpose of going to IHOP and getting egg whites and fruit. People look at you like, you could have done this anywhere else, right. <laughs> off the L train or Astoria. Do you that could, at home. You could have done it at home. Everyone else is enjoying well, red velvet done, everything. You could have done, you know, pancakes at home also. Yeah. No, but you go to, you go to <laughs> IHOP. I guess you got a point. But yeah, the thing is, you go to IHOP for the ambiance. Right, exactly. <laughs> you go to IHOP because you want your mind blown of how they have shoved sugar into everything. Right. <laughs> A red velvet this. A What's your favorite syrup there? What's your choice? I don't, I'm not a big syrup dude. Oh, you just go butter? I don't... When I do do pancakes, I tend to go on natural because I'm still worried about um, becoming a fat fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you go with? Maple? I, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a traditional maple guy. But if there's like something... Uh, what, are the, what are the fruity ones they got there? Strawberry? They got strawberry. Yeah, I like strawberry. That's a good one. What about you, Bench? Yeah, typically going uh, maple syrup, but I could throw in like a jam every now and then. Yeah. Mix it up a little. A jam. I love how a preservative that you put on foods is also a term for a funky song. How'd that, how'd that start? I don't know, man. We need to research that wait, shit. What, wait, say it again? Jam. Yeah. Like to jam out? Yeah, jam out, though. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't know why I went down. I don't know where I, don't I, know. Where I came down to this. I don't know. All right, we got to reset some things right now. <laughs> we need to promote something. Yes. If you're listening to this. The day it comes out, that day is February 18th. That means that I have survived my Reggie Lewis year, which is the year of death, and that I'm alive, and now I'm 36, and now I'm Shaquille O'Neal with his one year with the Celtics. I got an argument with a girl over that shit. She was trying to tell me Shaq never played in the Celtics. She don't even know no sports. I'm a goddamn junkie. I know when the fuck he played. It was the last season. So um, that means tonight, around 8-ish, upstairs here at the labs of Stand Up New York, 38th of Broadway, is the first live Lust for Life. So I hope you come see us. I hope you're listening to this in the car, in your ear holes, as you walk in the streets. Hopefully it's not snowing. If it is, look out. There's a, an ice puddle in front of you. Jump over that prick. That was kind of corny, but I just wanted I've never done it. I'll never do it again. <laughs> do you jump over ice puddles? I, feel I like do that's it. that's more dangerous. No, no, man. I'm an animal with this. Then you land on an ice patch. and My leaps are amazing. I say you, you go slow. Well, if you don't do it, you get a ticket, and then you got to go to the city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whopper Junior. Oh, Jumping there you over go. Ice and pedophiles what... in this room. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa! There's, there's your not guilty case. You were you were avoiding ice and snow. Ooh, but that's why I what? But so I'm saying I jaywalked, but it was a was say say you you. They don't want to hear that shit. That's yeah, no low right. contender. You don't yeah. want no low contender. Yeah, no nobody wants a poor you sort of story to hear. Yeah, everyone's. Because that pisses judges off. So, if I have a mosquito bite me, I could just run away from it. No, dude. Uh, you always yeah, go like right. that and shit. Should I You're off the legal team. Something like... You're <laughs> off the team. My stomach... I had to, like, get home fast for something. That's why... I, I, I just... Run. I say you just tell I them can't. that you were in the crosswalk. You weren't jaywalking. And then see yeah. what they say. Just fucking say it with the all the confidence like, no, in the world. This is what you say. What evidence do you have against me? The, yeah. wit- the cop. 
The cop ain't going to show up. He's going to be at IHOP eating real eggs and red velvet butter. That's what he's going to fucking have. Not even pancakes. He's just going to have red, red so velvet butter. plead not red guilty velvet. and hope that the guy doesn't show up. That's my not, I say not, just plead not guilty. Yeah. Benji, you're going to show up for 20 minutes. They're going to give you that LBQQLD fucking uh, probation, and then you're going to go, and we're all going to meet you at IHOP yeah. and have grapes. Okay. I'll bring mine from home. With I hope that's okay. Jam with jam, <laughs> grapes with jam, grapes with. I want a the side of wrath. I want the red oh. velvet butter. How red velvet nasty butter. Does that sound? They're finding new ways to just put red velvet and cinnamon caramel into everything. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, because like everything has like this like abstract flavoring now. You know, like right. Cold Stone Creamery has like their own dairy creamer, and it's like. I can see red velvet butter being a thing. <laughs> I think you know, red- like spread it on your croissants, you fat <laughs> pigs. Like it's gonna happen. I'm gonna do a segue. A red velvet butter is a thing. That is our house band for the live show. And I was, <laughs> how great a band name of that? We're Red Velvet Butter. They just cover Sweet Leaf the whole time because they're a band full of stoners. <laughs> so around eightish, show up, please. We're gonna have fun. It's Shit's gonna be a going live down. show. We're gonna have a lot of uh, former third mics. Some old guests are going to show up. Um, do, do we have confirmation on a certain I don't someone? have confirmation. Okay, we'll get I'm it. waiting for it. All right. Now, I'm going to reach out to someone else. We, we also are going to have the gentleman that you heard last week on this show, Saul. He's going to perform some rhymes. Savage Animal, my roommates, Anthony DeVito, Greg Stone are going to do warm-up. It's going to be exciting. And then we'll just probably drink and eat and not give a shit. And hopefully a bunch of us get laid. And by Lust a bunch of us, life, I mean baby. Me. Lust for life. 36. So please come to the show. It's going to be exciting. Now, we have a dilemma now because we open up the fourth wall to our listeners here because we love you so much. Yeah. And we have no other options. Our guest is not here yet. So we don't know. I really, John, what did you think about this wonderful? I thought this was a great opening segment. Yes or no? If it's not, then we just scrap it. We all go home. But I think it was good. Should I think we maybe we should. riffing or just? I think what we'll do is we'll take a break. This is what's interesting. RG has written a book. That is true. And I think we could interview. He self-published it. So maybe we'll just riff with him about putting out your own book. Because that fits in about our goddamn show anyway. Is he stuck and not coming? I don't know. I I just text him and I haven't heard back. See? Look at this. We're having a meeting on the air for you. We don't hide from you. We're like your parents if your parents were being honest. Yeah, we're doing blow in the bathroom. (laughs) Go eat your, 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 uh, your apple wedges and your red velvet milk. And watch cartoons, and then when you get old enough, we'll explain why we're doing it and why you shouldn't, okay? We're those kind of parents. Red velvet flavored yoo-hoo. Yeah, they're they're doing red velvet blow, though, your parents. So it's all red velvet all the fucking time. Yet everyone's still healthy. So we're going to take a break. I'm going to get diabetes out of my pecker, and we're going to come back. We're going to give our guests a couple minutes. So when we come back, we're either going to talk to someone about being a pimp, a real-life pimp, or talk to someone who's already here I've, about a book. I have a question. Yes. You still get to promote. This, this is going to get, obviously, this is going to be edited after we're done. No, doing, probably not. I was going to say, what's going to get probably played not. in the middle? Or are we just going to jump we right We play to, music. We jump. Oh, okay. I really appreciate right how all the third wheels, or third mics, never <laughs> listen to the show, don't know the format. So what happens in between, man? Is there music before? Thanks for supporting the cause. Where the <laughs> fuck are the ratings the from our own people on the fucking show? Okay, we'll be he's back. He's not in, Canadian. He's not. You're not Canadian, I'm not sir. Not Canadian. That sounds mean. To, that sounds like something covert. Like you're trying to say something else. You're not Canadian. What the fuck does that mean, man? Is that code for some shit? What's that, man? <laughs> we'll be back in a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean the 18 seconds that this song is. I was union. So. Culinary union. Swear to God, waiters. Not you, waiters, bus boys, cooks. Fucking yeah. Never been in a union. I was in one like when I was in high school because I worked at a supermarket. <laughs> yes. But like, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck, you know, I didn't know what the ins and outs of it were. I wish I was in a union now. Comedy union? No, I work at a Trader Joe's now. Oh. And there's there, we're not unionized. Hmm. Start yeah. her up. Scab. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't my decision. My yeah. stepdad always hated scabs. I feel like if we joined a union, though, like my salary would take a hit, and I'm not ready. I'm not really right. Exactly, it would take a hit. Yeah, because I'd be making less cut. money. Man, well, or the, I mean, they'll fight for more money. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. So you'll be even. It'll be a whole lot of work to be even. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta I'm, fight to break even. I made like fifteen an hour. 
plus eighty to two hundred dollars in tips. As a waiter? Yeah, baby. Oh man. And my Jesus. union, my dues were like fifteen a month, and I had like the best insurance America yeah. could have. So that's the thing. I have insurance. I really have nothing to complain about, but you know, it's nice to know that someone's got your back sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just in case something like that happens, like if somebody fucking throws a fist at me, right? I I'd get fired too. Here's the beauty, right? The union is so great. Years ago, at this job I had, are we rolling with this or no? Oh, we're rolling. Well, okay, so yeah, good. I, we had people <laughs> get caught drinking at the restaurant on New Year's, drunk, mm -hmm. hammered, out of their fucking minds, caught with the cup in their hands. They kept their jobs, and yeah. the manager got fired because he didn't keep the cups. He didn't send them to get tested right yeah. there to pee in a cup to make sure alcohol was in their system. He didn't do any of that shit. He got clipped. They so, kept their jobs. One of them, I think, later became a union rep himself. <laughs> yeah. He beat the system. But is that good? Yeah, that's not a good thing. No. That doesn't that's, mean the system is Someone's got to be held accountable. And then the company looked at the guy who wasn't in the union, which was the manager. Because managers aren't union, right? No. Because yeah, they're, right. they're a bunch of Darth Vader. And now man. you have the people who you don't want working for you still there, and the guy who was okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me just say this about this, this job. <laughs> when this job started, system. managers would get you drunk back in the day. They'd be like, hey, come drink. I had a manager once give me a triple margarita while I was taking care of a whole section, me and one other person, understaffed. We're drunk as shit trying to take care of a whole floor by ourselves. And in between, he went and fucked one of the waitresses from the second floor and mm. came back. So he, everyone can fuck fucking relax. waitresses, two at a time. Two at a time. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Lust for life. This is what we call an audible. I am Peyton Manning minus Omaha. the interceptions. Yeah, here's your Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. Omaha! <laughs> Pretentious. I'm glad he got what it's fucking coming to him. Really? That's story. Yeah. Um, you didn't think he was going to win, did you? No, I had Seattle the minute they lost to Atlanta yeah. last year. I said, that's your dynasty. Russell if, Wilson's yeah. the new Brady. If you watch football, you knew... Peyton really? Manning wasn't going to win. Yeah, come on. Defense always wins. And w yeah. Russell Wilson. Oh, but the ex no one pr actually predicted that. I do. Who get paid for <laughs> to predict for a living. Well, well yeah. I guess <laughs> not, not yet. Wait till I get my segment, baby. Hey, uh, my gambling segment. I should be a gambling expert. I've won two bets in the last decade. I'll be fucking great. <laughs> All right. We're calling an audible. Yes. Our guest that we were going to have this week will be back next week. Okay? So don't worry about it. You're going to need a story about a pimp. Now you're going to get a story about a book. Now I know <laughs> to a lot of people Every, right now. Everybody just press pause <laughs> yeah, yeah. and delete. <laughs> They're like, is this still Books? us for life? Can we change it now to, to WTF? <laughs> um, but here's the beauty. This is what I like about podcasts. Uh, let me stick with you. WTF for half a sec. Um, in the community, the comedy community, a lot of comics cherry pick WTF episodes and they don't like the episodes where Mark Maron doesn't interview a comedian because they're selfish and they just want to hear about comedians. The only way you grow is listening to everyone. And the best ones for me, I think, WTF, is when he interviews obscure musicians, guys who write books, shit like that. Those are sometimes the best stories. People Actors. who have a lust for life, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, don't say that. And he's going to want fucking royalties. You know, I don't necessarily get along with him anyway. That was brilliant. It's been years. That was brilliant. Um, so, but here's the thing. We, we can't just every week talk about pussy and sex and all that we try not but air. not all the time yeah, yeah. minute off there we're like who'd you fist this weekend because you know we're here for the family but now this bump this yeah. show is about being different that's the best this bump the fisting round table so who'd you fist this is hilarious rg was our third mic he was sitting in between me and benji to the counterclockwise now he's changed chairs i'm in the guest he's chair. in the guest chair First time ever that a third mic has been a guest at all. First time ever third mic <laughs> is the guest in the same episode. R.G. Wow. Daniels is here Thank to, you very to talk much. about independently Can putting I out a book. Ask a question too. Yes. Uh, do am I still on the on the leaderboard for most third mics, or did somebody eclipse me? This would technically be my third time. So tell us I'm about the that. book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's our time. <laughs> yeah. RG, I mean, I've asked you a couple times. You've been busy a couple times. Yeah. A couple people jumped. Tanya's moved up there. All right. Laker. Okay. DeVito. DeVito. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I, I wouldn't be mad. I just wanted to know where my place was. This dude named Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tanya? Tanya. She used to manage at stand-up and worked at door at Eastfield, and she's uh, like my sister. Oh, She's hell, a psychology yeah. degree. Oh, which fantastic. Which is per perfect. She knows how to shrink heads. Okay. 
And she sure. doesn't take no shit from nobody. Someone yeah. told me that. Someone's like, dead broad on your show every once in a while. She don't take no shit from nobody. It's true. <laughs> that sounded like Laker. <laughs> but it'd be more like if Laker, yeah, she don't take no shit on nobody, man. We ain't fucking, uh, I'm this podcast shame, man. I don't fucking <laughs> Look at you, doing impressions now. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. All my impressions are people who aren't big, so I could never tour the world. <laughs> I could never get to Tonight Show doing yeah, what I'm right. Do an impression of the guy that works at your bodega. Okay. <laughs> Green tea. <laughs> green tea good you like green tea I love it every day but can it just two shows there. green tea he just repeats it over and over there you go right. he's making fun of you for getting green tea what the fuck it's green tea it's in New York City you drink healthy sorry I'll go get a, a 48 ounce Yoohoo tomorrow since the ban is lifted. red velvet Yoohoo red velvet, Yoo-hoo. Red velvet <laughs> Yoohoo callbacks okay so yeah. we got RJ let's talk about this my friend alright I met you years ago when I moved out here long time ago comedy um, you used to help me produce a little show called Outside the NFL on YouTube. I was just thinking about it the other day. Very weird. Me yeah. ranting and making football picks. What? Yeah, you? You know, yeah, who thought? <laughs> you know what was fun about doing that, though? It was the combination of both of our sort of comedy backgrounds and yes. voices. You know what I mean? Yes. I think it worked. It was beautiful. Um, I was up for a sports job, and Giannis is like, are those still on the air? I'm like, no. Giannis was trying to get me a soccer job in Miami. And They're not like, on YouTube anymore? No, man. What happened? Hey, baby, this is under your account. I was going to ask you, but that's all right. That's another story for another time. But Dude, I didn't. Okay, anyway. It was great bonding. Um, we don't see each other too often. Uh, I know you produce some comedy, stuff like that, but you have now become a writer. You write for several yep. websites. Yep, a lot of online content. A lot of that. And you put out a book. I wrote a book. But now explain it, because I remember years ago you pitched a book to publishers. They didn't give you a bite. Nope. And then you said, fuck it, and went and did it yourself. Yeah. Wow. So explain some of that. You go ahead, talk, tell what your book's about, and then talk about what led you to having to put it out yourself. Um, well, the book is, it's called 10 Shows. It's 10 different stories that each take place at a different comedy show. And yes. the, the, the gist of the book is that it's about a main character who thinks he's better at comedy than he really is. Okay. And as a result, he sort of sets up his own traps falls right into them and despite the fact that people in his life try to uh point him in the right direction or raise his awareness of his mistakes he sort of refuses to uh change himself and therefore uh can probably be deemed a failure but a that's, failure. that's a very relative term though because everybody much, defines it differently right how much of the book is based on uh personal experience um if I had to put a percentage on it, probably like 45. 45? Okay. Yeah. It's Not quite less, half. It's right. less than half, but there is a good deal of it is just a composite of a lot of what I and, and my comedian friends have been through. Um, a lot of the characters, characters in it are not necessarily based on actual people, but rather sort of uh, like... Um, they're like uh, like combinations of people. Like it's 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 I've culled traits from people I know mm-hmm. and then made that one person okay. and then... Yeah, I kind of, I, I didn't want to, you know, so you're not I didn't want to make it, it, I didn't want to write an autobiography or a memoir. And pretend that it's not like Bukowski. So yeah. Bukowski is great. He would write these, you would know it's all about him, but he just changes the names <laughs> lazy. Yeah. Like the book Hollywood's all about the making of Barfly, the movie he wrote with mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Rourke. And one of his English or one of his French buddies who's a producer is someone going to Vegas and seeing Tab Jones yeah who the fuck do you think he's talking about this 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 Welsh bum Tab Jones with his fake cock it's like it's Tom Jones yeah it's funny to see how he slightly changed his name so there's not going to be a sad frog in this. No, nah, There's nah. no one based on me. <laughs> no. Nah. Sad frog. Sad R- frog. Hey, Daniels. <laughs> right. I think the only... Like, if, Benji if, Sourwine. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only thing that, that probably closely resembles real life are some of the locations that I describe in the book. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to be... You'd have to live in New York to know which ones they were, number one. And number two, I never blatantly say that the book is set in New York, but a lot of readers have sort of made that association. Good. So... All right, so you had this idea for how long? Um, it's strange. Like I, well, I started writing it in December of 2012, so probably a few months before that is when I kind of started putting ideas together, but no more or less than a, a comedian, writer, or musician does for any sort of 
uh, like casual project. Like I didn't intend for this to be a book. Yeah. What happened was uh, I was going through a, my usual sort of holiday depression. And the way I sort of plow through that other than eating my face off and at the time drinking too much is by writing and just sort of going stream of consciousness mm -hmm. and buying a, a marble notebook and just going. And one day I did that and what ended up happening was I wrote this story about a comedian who goes through this, you know, this fucking point A to point B turmoil and, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, you know, sort of rugged journey, I guess. Yeah. In one story. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I could probably come up with nine more of these because <laughs> I've been through a lot of this shit. So, uh, you know, a year later, there I was. I had a whole And book. at that point, when did you approach publishers with the, with the pitch? This was not a book that I pitched to publishers. Oh, okay. You previously had pitched something to publishers. I was previously uh, reaching out, sending, I guess, what they call query letters. Okay. And uh, I don't. I, I had an idea for a book. This was like late 2000s, where I would listen to my entire iPod on shuffle and then associate different songs with hmm. uh, different cultural events that took place through the 2000s and the title of the book was ironic lowercase i right, right right you know what i mean so um i guess at that point i like i was really inspired by like Klosterman, so i guess i was kind of aping his style there and mm -hmm. i kind of mentioned that in the query letter but nobody was i didn't even hear back from anybody so wow that was just yeah that that was a foregone that was like a i guess if you're not like, I would have no idea how to even start getting into the publishing writing industry. That makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that was like a tough thing. You're just like, I want to write a book. Does anyone want to do but this? But doesn't well, it seem th like that's a job that everyone has a friend of a friend who's in publishing and that you ever had? Like, I've had a million ideas for books and everyone, yeah. everyone's like, well, my cousin's third yeah. sister's yeah. drug dealer, bodega but sidekick is a publisher. Yeah. Give it to I'll get well, everyone but, becomes your book agent. But just it's, like fun, that. it's funny you bring this up because I think part of the reason why I decided to publish it on my own was was you know very partially based on a conversation we had a long time ago about how we never want to come off like we're desperate and needy with it's our palms worst. up. It's the worst. Yeah. So I, you know I I sat down and I was like, well, I know how to write. I could probably write a book. I don't know how to get it published. Can I do this myself? Because I I don't want to I don't want to shove myself. Uh, in front of people that are just looking at me like this, just this motherfucker just wants something. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't give a fuck about, you know, uh, the project or you know, he just wants to put it out there. And, and I didn't, I that that wasn't the case. So I said, I do care about this project. I care about my words, and I'll fucking put them out there myself. You know, to prove that right. that's the case. So what is the what are the actual steps to then self-publish? I, hey, Google.com. Really? Yeah, I, I went it's online. Expensive. Uh, a big part of it. My budget, all told, came in uh, a little past a thousand, and oh. I didn't. And I didn't launch a Kickstarter. I didn't do any of that stuff because, again, the palms up thing. I didn't want to come off that way. And people are starting Kickstarters for all kinds of yeah, shit. Yeah, just lame shit. Hey, I haven't been laid in six months. I need a hooker <laughs> Kickstarter. And I, I don't want to be yeah. a skanky one from back pages. I want to be a classy one. <laughs> I deserve I'd, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd contribute to that actually. Yeah, yeah. but I think. I don't know. Do you think if you started a Kickstarter, you would still have that feeling, even if you framed it like the way you just did to us? Hey, I'm super confident with what I can do. I want to do it with the support of people. I, I have no doubt in, in my project. I have no doubt in my mind that if I launched a Kickstarter, I would have raised the money and then some. But I just, I just didn't want to go down. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go down that road. I, okay. In a strange way, because we were talking. Were we talking? Were, we, were the mics on? We were talking about my sobriety. Yeah. Okay. So in a strange way, I wanted to sort of prove it to myself. You know, uh -huh. I, I want I, I wanted to throw myself into something, you know, and uh, yeah, I just I researched it and I talked to people that had already self-published and I, it was essentially a crash course. Right. Because I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And, uh, you know, I was learning. I was making mistakes. I was fucking up. I what mean, what are mistakes you made? Um, you know, the books, first of all, the pages aren't numbered in the book, which is kind of interesting when people bring that up to me, but I hadn't even realized it. <laughs> uh, it was mostly formatting and it was mostly um, putting trust in uh, people that um, that I worked with, where in some cases they, they couldn't come through for me. But, you know, it was just a, it was just a number of things uh, that hurdles that had to be cleared. And the only way to clear them is by not being afraid 
of of you know falling down and scraping your knees a little bit. Well, what people you're working with? That art really, people, editors. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I hired people to work. So yeah. wow. who? Yeah. What ends up being your staff? How many people did you end up employing <laughs> to put out a book? Off of the th- let me just say this: coming up in, growing up uh, immersed with punk and loving the Sex Pistols and even having a Fugazi phase and shit like that. The whole DIY thing, I I love and. It's the real rebel shit. It's kind of like what mm-hmm. we're doing yeah. with podcasts. I was just about to say, I'm a big fan also. This, this is what podcasts are. Go yeah. do it, baby. It's the yeah. truth. It's, yeah. it's, it's really... If you want to do something, just do it. Yeah, it's it's like punk. There's a million yeah. people doing it. Not all of them are good. You pick what you like, and it's fair. It's justice. Yeah. And there's something about that. and something about investing in yourself, but it's still a business. Now, you're yeah. hiring people. Yeah. So who do you end up... Aside from me in the room right now, how many people are in here working on your show, on your podcast? Three. Okay. That's what you had. Yeah. That's all you need. Two or three people. God damn right. You need you need you need somebody to monitor over your work. An editor. You need somebody to bounce ideas off of, and then you need a, a, a another, just to Art. just to sort of you know keep things on track. So you had an artist, an editor, and who's the what would you call the bounce off? Um, my friend, uh, well Charlie. Charlie Kasoff, yeah, good friend of ours. Yeah, Charlie would read some stuff. Um, uh, I guess various other people, but no, I, yeah, I had an art guy, I had a copy editor, and then and then it was me, and then Charlie would sort of provide some sort of friendly assistance where I needed it. Was was there ever a, a thought of turning this into like a blog or a Tumblr to kind of save the process of of actually publishing it? No, I I think I envisioned it as something people could hold in their hands. Uh-huh. And uh, another funny thing that you bring up the whole punk DIY thing—that's the first sentence in my introduction. This book was inspired by the DIY punk movement the movement that I was exposed to as a teenager. That's the first sentence of my introduction. And, the, look at and that. you look you look around, you look at the, cl- the creative I'm a climate. muse, man. <laughs> I'm a muse. Muse dog. Muse dog. Is that the character? That's the character. Age 81 that I confused with 86 because there's no numbers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was... You, you, you take a look around. You see people putting together their own podcasts. You see people doing their own web series. You see people putting together their own Tumblrs and blogs. And, and I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to jump into the foray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own book. Like, There's nobody saying that I can't. I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. And I don't have a, a, a publisher or an editor advancing me money and demanding uh, uh, turnout. Right. So uh, right. I'm my own boss. And I can, you can, it's possible. You can do it. You, know? you asked me before, how do, how do you go about you know, finding out how to publish your own book. You go on google.com, right. you type in how do I self-publish a book, you get a list of services, you start pricing them out, you start going down the avenues and, and you start sort of reading up like what's it going to take, what's the timeline, how much is it going to cost, what what's required on my end, what's required on their end, how much money are they going to take from me how, when I sell books. I mean, this is all shit that I figured out. I was doing business and creative. I was right. Don Draper and I was Roger Sterling. It was fucking insane. Look at that dropping wow. names and pop culture references. <laughs> Let me just say this. You don't have a manager. You don't have an agent. No. But you do have a legal team and me and Caitlin Bailey. That's yeah. so right. You know, we, if, if you learned anything like this that. episode, it's how I do it. That hair is too that good. That hair is too good for court. You got to bring it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there, now that you uh, accomplished this, do you want to do it again and, and write something else? Oh, or is yeah. this a notch in the belt that you want to move on and maybe, you know, Nope, this is, I've already started uh, writing ideas. I've started writing uh, very rough scenes of the next book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about to sit down and write the, this, it's, it's a strange creative process. It's hard to explain and articulate out loud, but I will sit down and I will come up with the characters because mm-hmm. I already know what the story is going to be and, and I know who's going to be involved, but I need to flesh out the characters. Okay. They need to be people who make right. decisions. That's what good characters are. So I'm going to sit down and uh, drink a whole shitload of coffee and figure that out. Once that's figured out, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to outline the story, just the way you used mm-hmm. to outline a college essay. I'm going to do Roman numeral I, blah, 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 letter A, lowercase a, all that shit. It's all going to be hashed out, storylines, plot lines, twists, turns, execution, stakes, motivation, all that stuff that makes a good story a good story. When that's all done, then I'll go into hiding for a few months and, and actually write the book. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> so, what is, do you sit down same time every day to write and you just force yourself to? Or what's yeah, it? it's, it's a lot of discipline. I think for the first book, what I did was it was written between the end of December 2012 and all the way uh, to the first half of March 2013. 
Um, and in that t- time span, I was unemployed at the time, so I, I did have time in the day. Mm-hmm. But I was doing stand-up at night, and I was doing some freelance writing during the day for a couple of places. So what I would do is I'd set aside the entire weekend, and then I'd work on I'd work on the book. I'd write the book then, and then when it was written, then I would you know. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. When you were my, my bad bubbles, um, if you weren't sober, yeah, could this have been a career path? Could you've gotten this book out? In your drinking days? No. Never? No. No chance? No. Drinking paralyzed me. See, and I never saw that. So this is very interesting. This is someone I used to see out all the time drinking and hanging out, and it's all social and beautiful. You see, you bullshit for 10 minutes somewhere. You see him talking to a girl. You, go, you think his life's wonderful. Yeah. But you say it was crippling. How? Well, it's not. Everybody doesn't fall into this category. Sure. But for you. Me. Yeah. Because you're right. Everything you just said is right. But you, you never saw me the next day. Sometimes I'd go home after a night of drink and I'd sleep for only two hours. I'd wake up and I'd be, I'd be up for the rest of the day. And I'd be forced to, you know, with a, with a, with, you know, alcohol's a depressant. Yes. There's a reason why as you get older, alcohol starts to fucking bring you down a little bit more and more. You know, when you're young, you drink, it's fine. You go out, you party, you live it up. As you get older, your, your fucking biology changes, and all of a sudden, alcohol sort of puts you in a lull. You wake up the next day, you're hungover, you fucking hate the world. And so that's what would happen to me. I'd get, like, no sleep. I'd wake up the next day. I'd be indifferent and, I guess, sort of depressed. I don't know. I think depression is a, is a real disease, so I don't want to say that I was experiencing It's like that. a limbo phase. It's a, it's when you don't sleep well and you've got booze in you the next day, yeah. it causes like you feel like you're in a purgatory. Yeah. You, nothing feels real to you. Never. That's with me. I mean, when it's bad, when you get no sleep at all, yeah. that's when drinking's really fucked up. Pretty much. I, and I end up overthinking everything. I think everyone hates me. I think I'm mm-hmm. getting fired from everything. Yeah. It's, I think I have every why, disease. Why did I say that that thing last night at, at the fucking comedy club? Like, I think I just jeopardized opportunities. Like, all those thoughts would run through my head. And it head. was nothing, right? It was probably like, it how are you? It was in my head. Yeah. Boy, maybe he misinterprets how are you, and now he'll never... What, yeah. what the fuck is that? Yeah, it was... That's it that was, limbo shit. It was, it was in my head, and it was shaking my confidence, and it wasn't so much the drinking as much as it was the hangovers the next day. And so... Uh, you know, at first when I was sober, I was still struggling a lot. There was still a lot of pain. There was still a lot of dark areas in my mind that I had to fucking wade through. Um, but I knew not not to go back to drinking because what alcohol would do is uh, it would... Is this on? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Uh, what it would do is it would, it would fucking numb. It would numb everything. Did you feel that there was any specific pain you were trying to numb? Um, or were you just going out just trying to be social and everyone's drinking? Why wouldn't I have one? Uh, I, you know, I don't think it was anything that most comedians don't try to numb. Well, that's a valid point. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Just like social awkwardness, shitty upbringing, <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> bad with girls, you know, just shit like the that. Huge. Yeah. That, that social awkwardness and bad with girls is the reason I drink. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's a horrible thing. Um, you just get it in your head that you can't say anything that they give a fuck and that you're not going to be confident without it. And so you decide to yeah. have a drink or two. Oh, and, and, I'm, and I'm almost a year sober and I'm just now learning how to uh, talk to women and go on dates and, uh, and interact, you know, like I would if I were drinking. How was your year not drinking dating-wise and, and getting laid? Um, I, I Cough once if you got laid more than five times. Cough twice if you got laid less than five times. <coughs> oh, shit. You got to get your back on the sauce, Bubba. <laughs> we got to get you. I'm sorry. I don't want to be that guy. I see you like counting. Like three, four. I, yeah. What, what happened was I, I, I would hook John, up. John, go get some bourbon downstairs. We got to save our brother. Kickstarter. We got to get that Kickstarter. We need a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. We need to get a bottle get of Louis the Thirteenth, some good shit to get him back. Kickstarter was it two thousand dollars a bottle now, Johnny? Let's get that <laughs> shit to get our brother back. No, you know I I did all right. Like I I was still meeting girls and I was still hooking up with them and and you know, but it was, uh, I guess like I mean I guess I could talk about it. I'm not gonna say any names, obviously. Don't, well, I mean, I'm not. They a- weren't any comedians, 
But it was. Oh, let's good. say their names. Who gives a shit? You know what? I, yeah, well, I'm just. I just. I don't. I never. I never They're talk about this shit. So. Do you yeah. want to do a Bukowski? Do you want to change if her name was like Kim Saunders? No, she'll I never. Be I just. I never. Liam Launders. I just. I rarely talk about shit like this. Um, but uh, basically, the the sort of girls that I was hooking up with are the same sort of girls I would have been hooking up with were were I drinking and being drunk, which is to say that my judgment was still distorted. Was still mm. distorted. Yeah. And where do you think that was coming from? Um, a comfort in old ways. Mm. And you know, that just type because of woman's your old way. Yeah, just because you stop doing something physically doesn't mean you stop thinking about it God the same way. Damn. It's right. it's it's fucked. It's strange the sort of reinvention that you go through. And I don't want to sit here and be the fucking Mormon who's like, hey, don't drink, everybody. It's bad for you. Like, if you like to drink and you can handle your shit, then by all means. But uh, for me, it was just like, you know, I was still thinking like the same person that I was when I relied on alcohol. And that that's what the problem was, you know? Like, I needed to change my fucking perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah, and how long did it take till that change occurred in you? I'm, I mean, I'll be honest, man. I'm, I'm only noticing it recently. Recently, which is a, a, a buck and change, almost, a year and change. Almost a year. Almost March a year. 1st is my one-year sobriety. Well, okay. Wow. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. man. Congrats, Thank you. brother. Yeah. And like I try to throw you a party, but I think that's going to be we, on hey, the 18th. Though. But that's the thing, man. That, that's the stigma. That's, <laughs> yeah, come the 18th. That's the stigma. That's the taboo. Like, you could still fucking throw the party. I'll still go and be the person that you thought I was when I was drunk. I just won't have alcohol in me. I could still have a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was talking to somebody recently about it and like, you know, I went out with some coworkers. We went to a karaoke bar and I fucking won't do karaoke. I just don't do it. I don't like it. I don't see it as fun. Um, and you know, he asked me the next day, he's like, what did you go up and sing? And I'm like, well, I, I don't do that shit ever since I got sober. I don't, you know, I just, I don't, I'm not as motivated to do that kind of stuff. He's like, well, maybe you should. I'm like, well, why? He's like, because you'll experience that brand new exhilaration. I was like, I kind of fucking makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't need to go to a party and drink anymore. I could still have a good time because I'm still getting this fucking exhilaration of being around people and doing stupid things like dancing and, and singing out loud and, and just being an animal. But I just don't have alcohol in me this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we don't embrace that part in ourselves a lot unless we drink. I think we're scared to show that side. Some of us, yeah. You know, it's... It's uh, also like a built-in excuse you have. Oh, yeah, I was drunk. That's why I was acting that way. But nothing's... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, you just let it go a little bit more knowing you can lean back on that. Mm. Nothing's cooler, though, than the dude who acts like a lunatic who sobers a jaybird. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... He's like, hey, man, you want to see me put my dick in the red velvet butter? How much (laughs) have you been drinking? He's been sober 10 years. He's sober, yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, you know, I mean... Comfortable in your own skin. I'm very comfortable in my own skin now. Mm-hmm. Very comfortable. I'm mm-hmm. more comfortable than I've ever felt before. Has writing the book and being sober changed your comedy? Um, yeah, uh, God, this is... That's a very... That's a very... That's too loaded of... <laughs> that's very loaded. Well, what changes have you made in either your stage presence or how you write material or the feedback you've been getting? Well, I... Can't even believe I'm about to say this into a microphone right now, but I just haven't really been doing stand-up at all. Really? And, and how do you feel about that? You seem happy. I, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm Once fine. again, we have another <laughs> guy who's another. not doing stand-up who's happy. It's <laughs> yeah. a new I, trend out there, comics. I, you want to get happy? Quit I, the business. You know, I, I like doing stand-up, and I will still do it when my schedule allows. I also work nights now. Right. So it's not easy for me to get out there. Um... But in terms of, of an end game, that is probably no longer the case. And you wow. would say writing is. I would absolutely. I could see. I could see myself writing books until I die. Wow. I could see myself doing that. You know, there's just something I like. There's something that 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 happened within the past few months where I finally saw myself for who I was. Hmm. And and I'm and that, and that's what it is. You know. Wow. I mean, I love doing stand up. I did it for 11 years, but I never got, I got one audition for a major festival. I've done maybe two of the biggest shows in the city. I've never really got a chance. I never even got so much of a blink of an eye in my direction when it comes to a television audition. I think the universe is fucking telling me something. Mm. Well, Jesus, uh, your stats are better than mine and I'm still kicking. Maybe I should consider (laughs) quitting here, man. 
No, but Mad Dog, and this isn't me fucking blowing smoke up your oh, ass. You know, you know you're a fucking rock star. It's up all right. There. It's all right. Dude, I fuck it around. But I was like, right. that's what it comes down to with the stats. It's like, well, shit, man. I had Montreal once. I TV, no. I do other things. It's all right. No, it's about you. Yeah. Um, see, but it's crazy, man. Like, I've always said this about this business. And like I said, when we started the show over the summer, we said we weren't going to talk about comedy, but sometimes we would. Um, this is one of those times. And a lot of the guests we do get are comedians, and they have stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this to my fellow comics when I moved out here years ago. Even if you don't end up being Louis C.K. or Chris Rock or Richard Pryor or whatever, only if there's, there's not that many heads on Mount Rushmore because right. there's a reason. That, but this business will point you into where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It really is a mirror. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of comics who after a few years of not getting things um, – having less friends show up each time and, and learning well, that. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, I was meant to be a dentist. Oh, I was meant to be a writer. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I kind of well, like yeah. this aspect. I like doing warm-up. I like doing podcasts. I like doing radio. I like being a civilian drug dealer. Shit like that. Well, is, and it, it really holds a mirror to you, and you figure out the real you. And you get, you get, and there's no shame in it either direction you go. Yeah, of course there isn't, because you shouldn't be ashamed to be what you're meant to be number one and number two as you get older you begin to cater to your strengths like you understand yourself to a point where it's like well you know i wasn't so good at that but i fucking kicked ass at that you know like how you know how many times i would get frustrated because i'd see somebody else getting booked on something that i wanted to do but then like you know seven to ten people would fucking hit me up to try to do my my what i refer to as a goofy little bar show in the east village Mm -hmm. You know, because, like, that show has somehow managed to forge a reputation for itself in the city, and I was too fucking blinded by ambitions and something else to realize that I was kicking ass in, in, in right. that. You know what I mean? So, you know, the book is another sort of, not, you know, another rung on that ladder. It's like you, were, you did that. You published a book by yourself. You wrote it. You fucking edited it. You published it. You found people to do art. You're promoting it. People are aware of it. They're buying it, which is fucking weird. <laughs> and you know, and 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 Doesn't I was, right. and I, and I was still, and I was still like, what's better than them stealing it, RG? That would be weird. <laughs> but I was, hey, can I borrow this and not give it back to you? You're my cousin. Leave, yeah. give, leave your twenty bucks or just Ma, put the book I down. I said you could have one. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, but 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 I would see that stuff, and I'd be like, man, but I, I still can't fucking, I can't, I still can't get on that fucking hot show everybody's getting booked on. And it's like, well, wait a minute, don't worry about that hot show anymore because you're fucking doing this now. So in your mind, looking back, this was a 100% success. The book. Yeah, totally. Looking back, it it came out the way it you was, envisioned it. The the sales or the whatever. All the sales time. I don't concern myself with. I honestly okay. just want people to read it. Like I've given people, I've given friends free copies because they're just like, uh, you know, I it's hang out with. After I bought one. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I'm going to buy a copy. I'll buy a copy. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm also not going to turn money down. I'm not right. an idiot. But uh, I'm very, yeah, no, I'm very, you know, in terms of success, the fact that it's out there, the fact that I did it, yeah, that's, that to me is success. And you know and what? It was a learning experience. One. And I'm going to do another one, you know? And, and try that, to are you going to self publish again or try to leverage what you did previously to now? Hey, if any if anybody out there is listening and wants to publish this book, <laughs> rgdaniel79 at gmail dot com. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm doing it on my own again. Okay. Yeah. So, See that. It's funny now. I'm thinking like I probably know someone in publishing. We just did that. My cousins, cousins, my friend. cousins. You know the guy that used to go <laughs> to uh, Brooklyn Cyclones games and spring training. The guy <laughs> sold us peanuts. <laughs> He knows a guy who works <laughs> at the docks. His auntie is married to oh, shut the fuck she up. Reads books. <laughs> so you can't do shit. That's what it is. You're about to tell me she shops at Barnes and Noble. That's right. what the fuck you're about to tell me. <laughs> um, a couple more questions and we're gonna start wrapping up here. Cause I, I have to pack. I'm going to Philadelphia tonight. Hell yeah. It's really exciting. Geno's um, or Pats? Neither. All right. I go to I go to gyms on All South right. Street. There you go. Because it's it's I find the other two that you said are racist. With oh, those yeah. signs, speak English. I go to gyms. It's all overweight black people, and I mean that with endearment. And they all went to high school with Kobe. Doesn't matter if they're <laughs> lower, Kobe's age. Uh, lower Marion. Y- yes, they all either they're younger. If they're seventy, they all have a story of Kobe Bryant being went. a punk. Yeah, I know some. My friend went there and hated him. Right? No, he actually was on the basketball team, and Kobe came and like 
shook their hands and gave him a, a well, pregame something. So he, he's a big fan. Because mm. every story I hear is that that motherfucker tried banging my sister. I hear that all the time, and I love it because yeah. I grew up hating Kobe, yeah, in too. In Colorado. <laughs> she just happened to transfer to a school in Colorado. Um, how many copies have you made? And if you sell a certain amount, do you start ordering more? Because um, that's part of this whole well, that's, doing it that's, yourself that's shit. That's like... Um, I, I had 100 printed and shipped to me. Yes. But that doesn't account for the copies that people are buying online. So more, people, more people have bought copies online. Okay. And Kindle. Well, I was about to it's say, available it's on, on Kindle, Kindle and tablets and all that, all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, available for, well, it's available for Kindle. I don't know if it's available for uh, Nook and all mm-hmm. that other shit yet. See, you don't need to a publisher now. I mean, this just yeah. proves it. You in don't. this age where now people aren't buying physical books and the Barnes and Nobles and Borders are closing and shit, which are the greatest places to loiter and a great sober date. If yep. you would like to do that type of thing, you want to get a cup of coffee at a bookstore? Yep. So that way you can get a smart broad. It's always fucking fun. <laughs> um, the, they're closing. You don't need that. So you don't yeah. have to spend the money to mm. make these books. Yeah. And that's just free money. That's just pure. Well, the, uh, the, the service that it's distributed through yeah. takes a cut. Of course. But I get a third of each book, which is not bad. That's great. I mean, this is the power of the people. Right. People need to stop bitching. I mean, I'm one of those people. God, I miss records. They sounded great. God, you know, it, yeah. it was great that there was a record industry where uh, A&R or whatever people take you out and spend $100 on lobsters. That's gone <laughs> yeah. and all that. But there's, right now, the digital age is the truth. If you're in a band, you have to play live. You yeah. have to be good live, and you have to keep touring so people come and see you. If you're a pop artist, your singles have to be really good. You need to put out a bunch of good singles. They have to be awesome because that's the only way you're going to eat. It's the ultimate truth. It's yeah. the ultimate be good or not. Yeah. It really is what it is now, and the same with books now, television with the DVD. It's, it, this is the direction it's going, and it's, it's fascinating as shit. Yeah. But you know? but there's but there's no one there's no one telling you can't do it now. That's the best part. It's right. like in the past, I feel like you know you 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 bend over backwards to put put out a put together a demo tape, or you bend over backwards to put together a zine or some shit. And then there's there's always a a a, a brick wall. There was always a brick wall to stop you short in your tracks. And now it's like that's not the case because you know we're running with the giants. You know, like we have the same. Mm-hmm. technological capabilities that they do yeah you know like like discord records and 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 all those indie labels and and all those independent artists you know they were up against a much bigger wave you know so they kept it within themselves but you know there's nothing saying that my book a year from now can't be a fucking number three on the new york times bestseller list because right. everybody has access to it mm-hmm. there isn't one person out there who can't just fucking google it or meet me you know Power what i mean well after this yeah. podcast it will be <laughs> hey if <laughs> two people buy a book because they heard me on this then that is something right there we get Step one up. eighth we get one eighth yeah, exactly as you're part of your legal team benji's part of the legal team now too he's right. graduated yeah um i'm gonna ask one more yeah, you guys yeah, will, yeah. um and then, we'll, then we're gonna close up shop baby oh, this has been great this is great how this, this worked out. What an audible. Omaha. <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. Snap it over my head. I'll still get it. Um, how soon when you go on a date with a girl now, mm-hmm. do you bring up that you put out a book and that you put it out yourself? Because I think, A, putting out a book's impressive because not everyone has. Just writing it. Just writing it. Yeah. I always wanted to put out a book because I wanted to be like the character of Hank Moody in Californication. I wanted to hang out at a bookstore in my section randomly. Yeah. And girls see the picture. Why wouldn't they just start unzipping you and slurping right there? I mean, it has to work. It is a bookstore. but It is a bookstore. <laughs> hey, baby. You want to keep them in business, Barnes right. & Noble? Let some slurping go on. All right? What section is that in? <laughs> the fucking whole yeah. section. I don't know. It's cheesy and horrible. Um. I would think that saying that and then that you put it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm my own publisher. I do this. This is my business. Would really impress women. Yeah, it's, re- it's usually something brought up before the date even happens. It's like, because I talk to, to girls and they, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a writer by day and I do this at night. And they're like, oh, what do you write? And then I'm like, well, you know, I write for this website, that website. And my first book was just published two months ago. Wow. And how do people, how do women react and the general people that you meet? How do they react? Start with women because that's always more important. Yeah. Oh, you know, what's it about? Like, what? Wow, you did a book. Wow, you know? that's what I want to hear from women. Yeah, wow. yeah, you know, they're 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 impressed. I mean, they're not <laughs> bowled over, but they're impressed. And do you ever try to use it at like 
if if the date's not working. No, wait, I wrote a book. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> here it is. You, can, you yeah. didn't hear about my book? I, I would take a it. physical copy of the book. I would punch holes in it, put a string or a chain. I would wear it like a medallion. Right. What's that, a book? Yeah, I wrote it. You're right. out of your mind. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> but you know us authors, we're eccentric. I guarantee you that works. Once again, slurp right there in the middle of Barnes & Noble. Right there. What do you think about that, Minnesota Fatigate? That's the truth, Ruth. That's the truth. Any closing things? No, that was great. I think I'm going to write a book. Yeah, write wanna, a book. You want to publish it for me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we won't be around the next three months because we're going to take times off right. to write books. All First have to become sober. <laughs> RG, well, fuck. All right. We'll, we'll see you next we'll week then. The <laughs> yeah. Um, RG, plug your book, plug whatever you want now, please. All right. The book is called 10 Shows. It is available on Amazon.com. Buy it, read it. When you're done with it, pass it off to somebody else. Yeah. Other than that, come see me every Sunday at Three of Cups. What time? Eight o'clock. You goddamn. Sunday night stand up. Twitter or anything of website you want to put? RG Daniels. RG. Twitter and Facebook. Find me. You have a good you have a good name to chant. RG Daniels. Yeah. Savage Animal or uh, 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 Greg and Anthony used to uh, do that. If you're here at the birthday show, February 18th, we'll get an RG chant. 8 p.m. Going? We'll do an RG chant. That's how yeah. we're gonna do this shit, man. It's gonna be magical. Um, Benj, please plug away, my friend. Yes, the best of BS on Twitter. But please, please, please check out Stand Up New York Labs. We also have a special promo code for all our fans out there. Lust. You get two for one tickets to any one of our shows. Uh, here at Stand Up New York, we got great shows two, three, four a night, depending on the day. Yes, check it out. Awesome lineups, if I may say so. They're myself. wonderful lineups. Uh, and also check out all other podcasts. We have a lot of great lot stuff of great going. Ones. We got live shows up here in the lab. Again, promo code Lust. We expect to see Lust. you here. Yeah, baby. Out uh, at Mad Dog Matter. Mad Dog Matter on Facebook. Watch Crowd Goes Wild on Fox Sports One. Um, 5 p.m. Eastern every day. Support my people. Michael Costas, former guest. Support this lab. Support my people. Donnie and Gabe throwing it down. John, Minnesota Fatigate in the booth. Super Tramp putting it together. Cousin Nick doing artwork. Last few weeks I've had no throat, so I couldn't give love out to everyone. Timothy Styles doing the music. Tonight, February 18th, if you're listening to it live, come to the show. If you're listening to it past the 18th, you missed a hell of a party. Free (laughs) show, 8 p.m.-ish. In the lab. Get here early. We're going to have drinks. I'm sure there'll be something. I'll probably have cake from somewhere I'll bring. Whatever. If not, we're going to have a fun night. We could go to a strip club. I might get whipped by a dominatrix. Who the <laughs> fuck knows? It's my birthday party. We'll do whatever we want. First live podcast. Anything's going to happen. Thank you all for listening. Keep spreading the word. We love you. Stay gold, pony boys and girls. Until next time, I'm here to remind you we're all worth a million in prizes. Yeah, baby. Woo! Yeah, baby. Woo!